This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Well, welcome to another episode of the Grow My Clinic podcast. I'm your host today, Jack O'Brien, and we have a very special guest. I have with me Brad Beer from Pogo Physio. Brad, how are you today? Thanks, Jack. Fantastic. Thanks for uh, thanks for invite thanks for inviting me on to uh, the podcast. Great. It's really good to have you here. For those who aren't familiar with Brad, Brad's the founder and owner of Pogo Physio up on the Gold Coast, uh, and he's doing incredible things up in that area and across uh, across Australia. Got a special interest in running injuries, and uh, is quite the influence across the private practice landscape of physiotherapy and, by extension, uh, the allied health world. In general, so Brad, can you tell us a little bit about Pogo Physio and uh, do you want to touch on your unique uh, program that you're bringing to clients and how you came to that conclusion? Thanks, Jack. I've been in practice uh, business ownership, if you like, for 12 years now. I, long story short, graduated physio school here on the Gold Coast in 2006, worked for a few months in a practice quickly disillusioned. That was my dream job. So, you know, had the entrepreneurial seizure that uh, maybe I could do something (laughs) different and better. Started a practice. I think I was 25, turning 26 and here I am 37 now and, uh, and still going full steam at it along the way, Jack. I would have said, mate, you don't look a day over 40, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) mate, uh, and, uh, yeah, three, three life cycles into business ownership now. So we've been Pogo physio for, uh, three years, just on three years. And, uh, you know, prior to that, well, my back's physio, then we had some time in a national group. Uh, but you really, this is, it's been sticking with, I guess, some of the frustrations of the industry that I've felt for well over a decade, long enough to try and give birth to something that can offer our clients a different experience. And that's, you know, we call it the concept of our clients reaching their physio finish line. And, you know, we've engineered some models of care that help clients escape some of the limitations of traditional session-to-session services uh, to uh, ultimately improve their outcomes, which is a whole lot of fun. Mm. Fascinating. And I, I love that you've gone from not just being a physio that's passionate about clinical outcomes and going down the path of runners, which you've got a pretty extensive athletic background yourself, but looking to find alternative solutions to problems that we've had traditionally in our industry forever. How did you come to that place where there needed to be a different solution? Yeah, Jack, thank you. I mean, I really do think it's just, I know every practitioner, every practice owner at some point has been bothered by the limitations of session to session care. And I'm sure everyone has asked themselves or thought to themselves, there has to be a better way. Really, it got to a a point of no return as in either we're going to do this different or I'm just not going to keep playing this game. I loved physiotherapy. Uh, It had been the only career outside of professional triathlon I'd ever entertained. Yeah, sorry, continue. Oh, you're right. I said a little robot. <laughs> I'm sure you can edit all that. Is that good? <laughs> um, it's the only career that I'd ever thought, uh, you know, it's the only other career outside of you know, professional sport that I'd ever entertained. And, and uh, really, uh, we sat around at one point after our time in a national group and we thought, right, if we're going again at this and going to rebrand and give birth to something new and fresh, what do we want to change? And, and Jack, we we looked at it on a binary outcome basis and that is did people that walk through our doors and we had lots of new clients that's been, you know, years of work in the community to get that sort of clientele coming through the doors. And we said, well, did, it's really simple. Have we done a good job? Yes or no? How do we know? And we 
you know, use this phrase, did they get a complete and remarkable outcome? Yes or no? Not did they come for a few sessions, get out of pain, but ultimately not achieve what it was that they came in the doors to get done, uh, dropping out early, you know, premature, uh, you know, attrition, self-discharge, all those common things in practice. But did they get done what they came in and said they wanted to get done the first day? Uh, we had a busy practice, probably about that time, about 150 new clients in the month. And we simply ran a six-month, very uh, raw but, um, but accurate project where we said in six months, how many people got a complete and, out, and remarkable outcome? And Jack, uh, it was 33%. And, you know, we were running great premises, professional, private rooms, all those things that, you know, add value to clients' experiences. We had great clinicians. You know, we weren't doing poor physiotherapy in terms of care. And I was a little bit like, oh, you know, that means that, you know, it's 70% or whatever the maths is, 66%, 67% of clients ultimately didn't get done what they came to get done. Mm-hmm. I knew that 67% weren't unhappy, but they didn't get done what they came to get done. And that really bothered me. I thought, right, what are we going to do differently? And that set us off on the journey that we've been on for three years now. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? We, we all learn about patient-centered care. And yet we often don't measure that which really matters is did the patient get what they came for? Did they get the, the outcome complete, remarkable that they really want? I think that's a, it, we talk about patient-centered care and yet we so often get caught up in, oh, we need to get a better score on that gold standard outcome measure or improve their range of motion. And the patients really, at the end of the day, don't care about that, right? They just want the outcome that gets them across their finish line back doing what they love and, you know, as you would say, back to their physical best. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're right, we can measure things and we need to do all that, but it comes back to, did they get done what they came to get done? Because that's the, that's the only judgment they're making of whether their interaction with the physio practice or the allied health business was a success or a failure. Right. And, it, you know, I guess patients don't really mind how they get to the end goal, but it's the fact that they get there. And I, I assume that's where you guys had the wrestle and have gone, well, if that's the end goal where we need to get patients, do we stick with the traditional model or can we break it and see if we can get a better outcome, right? Correct. Yeah. And, and we knew we had to break it because we knew that we were probably operating at fairly high standards and 33% for me as a business owner wasn't good enough. <laughs> mm. So let's, let's touch on that business owner element because you're, you're a physio by trade. You've got a team full of clinicians. How do you navigate? So we're changing tact a little bit here, but how do you navigate that tension of being a clinician versus being a practice owner and trying to get outcomes from a clinical perspective, but there's also a commercial reality to what we do as, as businesses. How do you navigate that? Yeah, I actually don't see them as disparate, you know, uh, ideals. I, I, I have a fairly basic, you know, basic philosophy in business and that's just help people solve problems and do it really well. And, I don't think, you know, I've read recently in some forums of business owners in health, in the health sector that, you know, there's a duality that we're, we're caught in this bind between needing to make a profit as a business, but then needing to deliver clinical care. And I actually don't see them as different at all. Yep. I think people have a problem, they need it to be solved. And either the practitioner, the practice has the model of care or the clinical skills to get them, help them get it done or they don't. And so I, uh, you know, I, I think it just always comes back to what do we need to do to get that client in our parlance across their physio finish line. And, and uh, you know, the commercial outcomes then take care of themselves. Sure, we've right. had to figure out the model of care and make sure that wages can get paid and overheads can be met and, you know, there's enough profit to make the thing viable for the practice and 
all stakeholders, which is the algorithm that's so, you know, complex for every business mm-hmm. is you've got these multiple stakeholders all trying to take, you know, the client wants to pay the least amount, the practitioner wants to get the pay as much as they can and the business needs to retain what they can and all trying to pull from the same pot of resource. So, uh, but that's the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun and you're right. The commercial reality takes care of itself. When you deliver more value than the client's essentially paying for, um, things are, are taken care of. So let's go back to the model. So we realize we're not getting the outcomes. You want to, you want to get patients across their finish line. What was the, uh, what was the outcome there? What was the realization? Yeah, well, I mean, at that stage, we didn't have the words finish line in mind. That was sort of happened a little bit later while I was out on a run. But the first thing, Jack, we thought we'd better do is not let's, you know, let's not be arrogant and think we have the answers. Let's hear from the clients themselves about what we could do better. And fortunately, we had a fairly good record of doing annual check-ins with clients, both informally and formally with surveys. And so we ran a survey, Jack, and we posed out different scenarios of what they'd want. And the first thing that we thought we could easily change uh, is our initial appointment length. So we went from a 40, 45 minute initial appointment to a 60 minute initial appointment. Uh, you know, obviously that's going to index a higher fee for the client. We right. checked that that would be okay. And most people, the majority said, yes, we don't mind paying for longer. We just want to make sure you guys diagnose us correctly and, uh, and help us on our journey. So we changed that Jack in a six month period after getting all that data and out our outcomes at that point, we're still calling them complete and remarkable results, went up to 52%. So I thought, wow, that's just one simple change and we've now given a 20% increase in terms of our really our effectiveness as a practice. That was the first thing we changed. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? The old adage of go slow in the beginning to speed up at the end. Um, what was it about that initial consult that patients loved? Yeah, Jack, I don't think it's anything, you know, magical. I mean, we, we developed some good resource. We, you know, we documented things. We made sure we had good, you know, outcome measures to get some immediate but baseline measures of where people were starting at. We spoke in language that related to their function, not so much their pain. Uh, we were very clear on what it is that they're trying to get done. So they knew that we knew that they, you know, what they were trying to achieve. And and more than anything, we just communicated well, well with them. We sat down and we gave them the, the I feel, the dignity to, to sit and not be rushed to tell mm-hmm. their story and why it's important. And that alone, I mean, I don't mind how good you are as a practitioner. If you just sit and listen to a client and give them that dignity, you're already off on the right track. Yeah. And I think for listeners uh, tuning in, that is a really key distinction there. I would rewind that for 30 seconds and listen again. There's nothing you mentioned there that was clinical, Brad. Talking about listening, communicating, uh, delving a bit deeper into the why behind the problems, creating some great printed material. Um, they're all the non-clinical uh, experience touch points that have made a massive difference straight up. And so what happened after that initial consult? What were your further findings? Yeah, well, at that point, Jack, uh, you know, we didn't have anything to offer other than session-to-session care. So we hadn't yet advanced to the point of being able to implement what later came out as the finish line programs, fixed fee, unlimited access, and then later again, the wellness booster monthly fixed fee packages. Um, So we were off on session-to-session journeys, but it was amazing to see how people's journey could be so different just by taking that time initially and making sure that they're well understood and diagnosed accurately and obviously the assessment done comprehensively and that they had, you know, they walked out with trust and a bit of glue in the relationship more so than if they were pushed in or out in 30 minutes or even 45 minutes. So, so at that point we couldn't offer them anything different. That was to come 
a six months six month block later. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's let's go there. Tell us about this uh, this fixed fee physio that uh, sounds rather common, I assume, to a lot of listeners. Yeah. Look, Jack. Uh, you know, I think the distinction is we were driven to try and do something better internally, and that's to get better outcomes for our clients. You know, it wasn't so much a case of just doing it to be different because that's not a big enough why, not enough big, big enough reason. And, you know, what we set about on was, okay, we can't look to the industry because the industry's, I believed at that point, stuck in a rut uh, sure. of doing the same thing over and over, never really looking outside of it. So, so you know, I was thinking about the personal training industry and the success of boot camps and I was out running one day and I thought I'd always been fascinated as a runner myself about the finish line why is it when you see the finish line that you're going to cross that you all of a sudden get an extra burst in energy and focus and right. you know, to get in there? And it sort of just dropped. I thought, wow, well, could we not harness that concept? We're helping people generally be active in practice. And so we said, right, well, let's create some, some deadlines where people can reverse engineer from that and it fits in with their diagnosis and their goals, of course. And we sort of came up with two, six and 12 week deadlines if you like and said let's have a bit of fun with this let's let's not see people getting under service which i think is, is a common uh, thread through the allied health space let's open up the floodgates give them whatever access they need and see what we can do with outcomes so we launched the two six and 12 week fixed fee unlimited access finish line programs mm, fascinating and i think uh, i'm sure you can point people to some resources at the end around the the problems with the traditional model of care you talked you touched on uh, under servicing and, and over servicing uh, at least in my experience and i know from learning from people like you that the model of current physio session to session care is inherently broken there's no incentive for us to get patients or at least no commercial incentive for clinicians to get patients better quicker um, and therefore care isn't directed towards outcomes but rather session to session model so so we're talking about two six and 12 week fixed fee unlimited programs and that's been in, in place now for uh it's going on two years i believe yeah jack you're spot on two years so we have a good track record with these now and and we've learned a lot about it we've had to change tweak iterate uh to make you know to make it all balance and work, but it's, it's a whole lot of fun. And I like to see our practitioners, they're almost liberated. They get a spring in their step. They're, they're getting to operate how they want to operate without you know, constraints financially from the client. Let's not forget the clients invested in these programs. So they're you know, committed. So their energy levels are, are different and um, it's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, I bet it is. Can we touch on the what the client feels like? So, uh, so the way it works is that patients pay their fixed fee up front and then they get their essentially unlimited access to a whole different range of modalities. What is that like from the client's perspective? What's the feedback that you've received? Yeah, I, I guess, uh, and we have some case studies of some, you know, some great uh, clinical outcomes, you know, on, on the POGO blog, but, you know, <laughs> You hear it's nice just for example removing friction points like pain every time they're in sure. um, so, so you know that's a nice experience for them I think they enjoy the interactivity amongst different team members because they're getting multiple eyes on the one problem that's trying to be solved so that's a value add right there um, it, it straight away takes away from that one practitioner is the solution to this you know approach which is great from a practice point of view uh, you know, what we find is that the depth of relationships a whole lot greater because the touch points are greater. Okay. Um, and from a client's perspective on those finish line programs, 
you know, they're investing some time into it. They're not necessarily here once a week. They might be doing active rehabilitation, supervised in-room stuff, um, a whole bunch, seeing the podiatrist, there's a whole bunch of things where necessary that, uh, you know, they'll be doing. So they really enjoy it. And when they enjoy it, we enjoy it. Mm, I love it. And can you give us some data? What, what's it been like now having uh, nearly two years worth of time under your belt and uh, who knows how many patients through, what are the outcomes actually like? Yeah, well, if we speak about, uh, Jack, that same, you know, tracking mechanism we implemented sure. to, to try and figure out a better way, we now sit at, we had a six-month period where we sat as high as 69% uh, with outcomes and, and the following six months, we went to 61%. Um, we recognized that there was a bit of data stuff going on there, which we needed to get right, which we've now changed. But if we averaged it out and said, we've gone to 60%, right. uh, we're aiming for 80%. That's our practices drive in mission, if you like, is to get 80% physio finish lines for our clients. Um, we're well and truly on our way. And, and that difference from 30%, say to 60% is a hundred percent improvement. Jeez. It's a hundred percent change internally in the culture uh, of our team and also the experiences of our clients. So, so it's been fantastic all around. Yeah, I bet. And it would be a lot of fun. And, uh, it's something that differentiates you in the market, essentially from a client's perspective, right? When they have a problem and the doctor says you need to go to a physio or they jump on Dr. Google, there's, uh, physios all over the place and all sorts of other professions. And so what you offer is different, right? And I assume it would attract a different type of clientele. Can you tell us a little about a little bit about what types of clients you've had through on the finish finish line programs? Yeah, you're right, Jack. I mean, it's uh, it, it does you know it does find an, a position in the marketplace just because it's different. Uh, but you know, we want people that resonate with the why behind it, and and we're still. I mean, I know you would be too, even with Clinic Mastery. You're constantly tweaking with your messaging, trying to get that clear. You know, reaching the right audience. So, so, you know, we have an ideal client that we say has got three characteristics. They have a date in their diary. They're trying to get something done. That might be a sporting event or a holiday. They value being at their physical best and they generally sweat more than five times a week. So that's our general ideal client. But then the finish line programs really appeal to people that have been persistently bothered by an injury or a condition. And they're looking for something that is different that they maybe feel the traditional model of care has failed them. So we see some complex cases with these. Uh, and then you see cases of people that are, you know, really adamant they want an outcome by a certain date. And the key distinction, we started this journey thinking that it was about fixing people on these programs. But then we quickly realized that, you know what, it's not just about that. It's about taking people from whatever percentage of function they're at to as high as they possibly can without the restraints of normal traditional session-to-session care. So... We've had chronic low back pain clients that, you know, get into the active rehab, lose weight, all these sorts of things. And, and you know, the, the professional reward is that they likely never would have achieved that if they were still locked in on that session-to-session basis. Mm. It's amazing. It really is mind-blowing, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. And I'm sure that uh, if people want to learn more about the mechanics, there's, uh, there'll be an opportunity for them to find out more or at, our, uh, at our live event in Brisbane in May 2018, depending on when people are listening to this. They'll be able to hear a little bit more as, as you come and share. But um, can you speak a little bit more into some of the other problems that it's solved around the client experience? So you're able to touch base with clients uh, maybe not on a one-to-one basis, but your active rehab um, outside of the consult rooms, what you've utilized in terms of technology, those sorts of things? 
Yeah, Jack, uh, I mean, obviously there's more physical interaction, which is fantastic. Um, but then there's, you know, we've, we've engineered some experiences around that, uh, you know, be it email support, uh, phone support, um, you know, so that's all built in. Uh, we like them to at all times have their finish line workbook with them, which, you know, is a professionally produced manual that gives them an access and visibility of how things are changing for them functionally. And, you know, that's with some outcome measures and we're about to go to another sort of step in the evolution of this um, with some outcome measure changes, you know, in the next, next quarter. But yeah, so they, they get that, they, you know, they get the in-house experience and they've got that external experience. And then we also like to value our Jack with just information and not everyone wants to read it or listen to it or have a podcast necessarily, but where we can, we just want to say, look, we don't want to limit your care to when you're here with us. We want you to just extract what you need to extract. And whether it's someone not even on a finish line program, but they might just be attending session to session, that still happens. Mm-hmm. That's that same philosophy and heart. And I know you resonate with that. It's like, we don't mind. We just want you to get your problem solved. We're here to help. We'll get on the phone after hours and speak to you if you've got a concern. It's no problem. We'd prefer you to speak to us than start a conversation about potentially going to a different practitioner of some different kind because you don't feel you're getting results. So it really mitigates against that problem as well, which is, you know, uh, the over the fence neighbor conversations about what worked for them for their sore shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And I think, you know, creating those amazing experiences, whether it's through a finish line program or it's through the values that resonate through your team, um, and I'm really glad there's some research coming in now to back it up that it doesn't really matter how much you know, but it matters how much you care. It doesn't matter whether you you know do a grade three or a grade four mobilization or which particular exercise you use. If that patient understands that you care, whether it's because they've interacted with you on a one-on-one or across the clinic that you're implementing a program that is outcome focused and patient centered, that's when they get the outcomes that they want when they're, when they're truly valued. So mate, it's fascinating. I I think people will get a lot out of uh, just getting a taste of what Pogo Physio does and and the finish line programs. If people wanted to learn more about what you do or read a little bit more about you and your philosophy, where should they head? Thanks, Jack. We, we've been documenting the journey to date over uh, this, you know, listeners can look up pogophysio.com.au and find the blog. And there's a section in the blog uh, that's, that's uh, called finish line the finish line, I think it says, and uh, everything's in there. It takes, you know, anyone that wants to read about it through going to a longer initial appointment right through the implementation of, you know, of what we now see. There's a few case studies dotted in there as well. So, Jack, that'll help uh, help anyone that's interested learn a little bit more. And there's also the ability to jump onto the, the POGO partners, we're calling it, uh, mail list, which is where I just email updates and thoughts and, you know, stories along the way as we, as we you know, further this, uh, this finish line um, you know, philosophy of care. Absolutely. And we'll have all those links in the show notes for listeners. Uh, it'll be highly recommended. I've learned a lot uh, from spending time reading your works and, and getting to know you a bit more personally. So mate, really appreciate all that you've contributed uh, to myself, to Clinic Mastery and to the, the physio and allied health world. We need more people who are willing to break things, challenge convention and uh, push our professions forward for the betterment of our clients and our communities. So thank you so much, mate. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Jack, thank you. And and to the Clinic Mastery team, I'm a fan. I'm a listener of the podcast. Uh, I I really resonate with what you guys are doing and that's elevating consumers' experiences with allied healthcare, in particular in my industry, physiotherapy, 
you know, Australia wide. And, and I think that's a, that's a brilliant thing and no one loses uh, with, that exp- with that out there. So well done, guys. I appreciate it, Brad. And and for listeners, all the notes will be, uh, you can find them at clinicmastery.com forward slash podcast. We really appreciate all your ongoing reviews and ratings on your podcast player of choice. And uh, if you want to take your clinic to the next level, you can jump on that website at clinicmastery.com and uh, sign up for a bunch of free resources there. We look forward to bringing you another episode really soon. This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.